Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess and I'm Lauren and we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. We are releasing this episode on Blue Monday to give everyone a little pick-me-up. So let's call it Book Monday or like Blue Monday but make it books. The third Monday in January is known as Blue Monday because it is when people can feel sad about the end of Christmas and the lack of sunshine, so we just want to have a laugh today. Happy Blue Monday! Is that a thing? Probably not, since it's called Blue Monday, but... It is ironic. (laughs) Like, we don't try to be as hard... To be so happy on any other day, like maybe it will end up being Blue Wednesday because the high of trying to make Blue Monday last you through for Monday and Tuesday and then actually Wednesday is when you feel blue. Yeah, but I feel like every Monday could be a Blue Monday anyways. And Sunday night. Yeah, Blue yeah. Sunday Monday. Mondays really wreck my Sundays. They suck, don't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so today... We just thought, look, let's have some fun. We've made up little challenges for each other. Um, there are like we don't know what the other one's going to set us. Yeah, I'm so nervous. I've told. I'm so crap at <laughs> thinking on the spot. Mine for you are a bookish. I've assumed that you've yeah, known mine that it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. It's just a book, thought it's a book podcast. Well, Jessica. I just thought I suddenly like I never actually explicitly <laughs> said that. Um, just a few questions for us. You can 100% play along if you're listening. Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah. Of course, we will also be sharing a couple of feel-good recos for you today in case, as we say, Blue Monday actually lasts a little bit longer than just one day. Okay. Mm. Challenge time! I've got mine for you on my phone. Oh, yeah, so do I. Um, mine are a mixed bunch, so I'm just going to get straight into it. Right, I've kind of kept the same theme to all of mine because I was running out of inspiration. Intriguing. Okay, my one, my first oh one. God, for I'm you. actually so nervous. I'm so crap at thinking on the spot. My brain just freezes. No, it's it's all about Book Monday. Like, just have some fun. All right. Okay, I would like you to name three books with people's names in the title as fast as you can. Go, Addie Lillaroo. That's not the full title, is it? Oh, fuck off. It's in there. <laughs> okay, go. Next one. Go. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. That's a film. Isn't it a book as well? I don't know. We'll, we'll circle back. Uh, oh, my God, Jess. This is so rude. Oh. I've literally got... There's two by Taylor Jenkins Reid. That was a big clue for you there. Daisy James and the Six. Okay. Is you... Benjamin Button a film? I don't know. Should we do a quick Google? I feel like a lot of films are Why was that right? on the top of my brain? Fucking <laughs> mental. <laughs> it comes up as a 2018 film. Short story. Great, I knew that. Well done. Kind of. I'm so bad at Okay, done. Spot. No, proud of you. Well done. You were so nervous. I'm, I'm really happy Thanks, that you mate. managed and to you get got me that. to go first as well. That was quite mean. Okay, off you go. Okay. I might not be any better. Um, list three books which started off as a podcast. Millennial Love, uh, A Single Revolution that you spoke about recently, yeah. and shit. Oh, that came after. Uh, the Breakup Monologues. Yeah. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, those were the three that Why I was thinking. Why are you? Yeah. 
<laughs> to be fair, we talked about two in the same episodes. That's yeah, I know. That's why I mind. thought it was quite easy. All great books. Yeah. All about relationships. Very true. Oh, there's a theme there. There is a theme. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. My next one for you. Yeah. I'm going to close my eyes. Get in the zone. Okay. Actually, no, we did do a yoga earlier and I said to Lauren that I feel very um, vulnerable when I close my eyes during yoga, so I don't. And she was like, I close my eyes every day. <laughs> I, I like, literally do my whole yoga class with my eyes Oh closed. my, how do you know where you are? I'm like, where is the floor? <laughs> Who's looking at me, even though we're alone? <laughs> So if you need to close your eyes for these questions, crack right, on. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay. How many books has our favourite thriller writer, Ruth Ware, written? Go. I don't know this, but... Quick fire guess. It's going to be 18. <laughs> no, is it not? Is it from, that higher or lower? Lower. 14. Well, from a Google... I was looking. Oh, Ruth Ware. Who did you think I said? Lisa Jewell. It's completely different. There's just women that write thrillers, Lauren. Ruth Ware. We try and list some of her books yeah. and see if that helps. Um, you. Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Um, one by One. The Lion Game. Turn of the Key. All right, mate. The one about death of Mrs. Westaway, or whatever her name is. Yeah, the one on the boat. What was that? That's one? Cabin. In... Oh, Cabin boat. Ten. Cabin Ten. That was. And it. then it's just in a dark, dark wood. That's the one. Anyway, so, so like according eight. according to Google, it's seven, or if you include her new book that's coming out this year, that's eight. And yeah. her new book is called The It Girl. Yes. How provocative. I bet that's going to be a great book. Oh, maybe it might have a Daisy Jones and the Six vibe. Maybe. Um, well done. It wasn't 18. It wasn't Lisa Jewell, but you got there in the end. Do you know what? I just jumped to conclusions because I'm reading a Lisa Jewell book at the moment. And on the inside page, she's listed all her books. So I was like, immediately just thought about the inside page of that book and it was 18-ish. What's, what current book are you reading? Um, the Disappearing Girl, it might be. Oh. I think it's called Disappearing Girl. Sounds, I mean, they're all quite similar, aren't they? Yeah. Um, enjoying it so far. Okay, good. Okay. Name four authors... Oh, God. Who were nominated for the Women's Prize in 2021? Mm, oh, um, where have they all gone? Britt Bennett, Susanna Clark, or is it Susan Clark? Her? Yeah. Who? Uh, uh, Patricia Lockwood. Yeah. Um, what the, the fuck did I read? Um, what did you read? Claire Fuller. Fuller. Yes. <laughs> Lord. That's so funny. I was thinking of Claire Fuller. I must have put it in your brain. You transmitted that to I me. I think I did. Thank you so much. Um, absolutely buzzing for 2022 Women's Prize, by the way. Pandora Sykes and Dorothy Coombson are on the judging panel. On the panel. judging panel. That was going to be one of my questions. List some of the judges on the 2021 judging panel. But oh. alas, I did not. Oh, I'm glad you didn't do that because I'm not as quick. I thought it was a bit too mean. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much. It is Blue Monday. Be nice. <laughs> um, okay. Bit of a me one. So hopefully you can get this. Mm-hmm. Can you name three series? Sure. Um, the Hunger Games. That is a me one. What other series have you read? Or you. Oh, one we've both read, Noughts and Crosses. Correct, Amundo. And the third one. Oh. Um, oh, 
the um oh fuck the girl your girl murder one my girl murder one i'm gonna give you that that would be a good girl's guide to murder yes (laughs) i really enjoy that it's mine like how i associate it that's how i feel about it yeah like hey why don't you read my record (laughs) a good girl's guide to murder my book yeah yeah for sure okay um well done thanks um i slightly detailed deterred from my last questions and switched to would you rather how do you feel about this yeah great i can do some off the cuff would you rather okay okay let me just stop keep asking okay i'll I'll get it'll get the juices flowing right first question would you rather read (laughs) slightly mean i don't mean any offense wyatt male authors for the rest of your life or historical fiction shit (laughs) oh my god I'm going to have to do historical fiction. Would you? Yeah, because we pred- like we're not we don't we're not anti yeah. men, but we do predominantly read a lot of female authors and there's probably a lot of historical fiction I would enjoy, I just don't gravitate towards it. So maybe this is the push I need exclusively for the rest of your life. Fuck, no other genres. No, is that or only male Would well, you know what? Some of Taylor Jenkins' read books are classified as historical fiction. I'll give you that. So I'll just find all those loopholes. <laughs> yeah, man. Nicely done. Okay. My would you rather mm-hmm. would be... Would... Okay, yeah, yeah. Would you rather... Yeah. Interview... Yeah. Colleen Hoover... Okay. Or... Oh, you mentioned him in the last episode. Paolo Coelho. Yeah. Who would you rather interview? I know they both mean a lot to you. Mm, Paolo Coelho. Oh, why? Yeah, I would. I just think he's had a fascinating life. And in the books he's read, some of them are like, they sort of switch between fiction and non-fiction. And I think he's now like moved to the mountains. He lives like as a bit of a recluse. I would really like to talk to him. Would you be nervous though? That's kind of what I had in my head. Like, I'd be nervous for both of them. Yeah, for sure. And but you know what? He is so like chill and zen, and like he would he wouldn't even judge me. It would be a great time. It would be a great time. He'd he'd teach me a few things. You could probably do it with your eyes closed, like (laughs) yoga. All right. Would you like your next one? I I love love my next one. Paolo Coelho, if you're listening. Offer is open. Right. Would... Uh, it's another similar vibe. <laughs> okay. Would you rather only ever be able to reread books you've already read or have to read every book twice before you can start the next one? Oh, like back to back? Yeah. Interesting. God, that is interesting because some books... Like last episode, Twyford Code. Yeah. That'd probably be fun to be read great immediately. But every book, every book oh, before you can move on. to the I next guess we read. I have a lot of books that I really love, and, and it's also up... you also is books you've read from your life to date. Mm, that's a so lot. That's a lot of books. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with that one. All right. Okay. On a similar vibe of rules and reading, I. I'm going to ask you, um, would you rather read the ending of a book first yeah. or never read the ending? <gasps> read, 
read the ending first. Yeah. 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 It kind of spoils it. You'd never be able to read a thriller. I just wouldn't read thrillers ever. Because you'd know everything, wouldn't you? True, but no maybe point. it would make it like a bit more fun because you'd be like, well, I know this is happening, so let's look for all the hints. True. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think I'd have to do that. Yeah. You couldn't never read the ending. Mm. Imagine not knowing what was <laughs> going to happen. Um, What's the point? <laughs> that's your... Funny you should ask that because my next question for you is very similar. Um, oh, my phone... It is, would you rather your books all had broken spines or the last page of all your books were missing? Oh, God. Die. (laughs) Oh, no, I really don't like a broken spine. On my bookshelf, it'd just be loads of cracks. It would be. Is it that the last page gets ripped out after I've read it? No. Shit, I didn't think so. (laughs) Just thought I'd ask. (laughs) Try my luck. Oh, is that the acknowledgements? Mm-mm. Because I do really like the acknowledgements. I think that would be sad. I'm going to have to go crack spines. Maybe I want to be one of those people that, like, has the other side of the book showing, and it'll be beige. A bit boring. Who am I kidding? I'd never be one of those <laughs> You'd people. You'd never do that. Crack spines, and i just have to be like, it's because I really love my books. <laughs> and really embrace that. <laughs> and only judge, be judged by, like, Half of the bookstagram population. I feel like they're split between yeah. I mean, me and, and you. Crackers. Yeah, I'm you're a cracker. a cracker. I'm a try and reserve. Read. Honestly, I look like such a twat on the tubes. <laughs> um, well, back when we were commuting like in November. Turning your pages like they are. There was one gold book dust. That, like you know when it doesn't have that many pages. Yeah. I was honestly oh, barely holding it open. It's like page. I needed a magnifying glass to get to the middle. It is. And remember when you returned Shantaram to me, you were like, I'm really sorry, I did actually have to crack the spine. I'm like, come on. Like, I am like I prefer it when they're cracked. Don't I did worry. think that. Chill, chill. Do you know what? I just make it really more comfortable to hold. Yeah, it did. Really Come over to the dark side. Never. So what's your answer? Cracked. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. I can't oh. not read the last page. That's like what I just asked you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, imagine like reading. I'm gonna say yeah, it again. I'm just the trying to think. Code. End yeah, of the fucking code. <laughs> we won't tell you what it is. Um, okay, hit me. Okay, would you rather for you? Yeah. Last one. This is kind of based off of a book we've read but then i've like not included those characters so it's mm-hmm. would you rather hide a dead body <laughs> with and that's because we read wish you yeah uh, wish, we were never here yeah and wish you were here <laughs> <laughs> please and the characters yeah are gonna have a beth o'leary vibe so i'm gonna say would you rather hide a dead body with oh okay tiffy from the flat share Ooh, or okay. deb from the road trip so deb was addy's sister yeah. My gut is telling me Deb, because I think she was more practical mm-hmm. than Tiffy. And I think Tiffy, one, she's probably going to be wearing an outfit that's just going to draw attention to us. Oh my God, it's going to be so high vis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's probably going to wear a load of scarves that are just going to get caught up and tangled she's in She's going to leave wool DNA behind. You're at the, t- right. at the crime script. You're absolutely scene. right. And also, I just don't think under pressure she'd be very good. I think 
she'd be cracking jokes and it's not time for cracking jokes. I'm about to lose my shit if I'm bearing a body. Mm. Pipe down, Tiffy. <laughs> um, Deb, I can't remember Deb as much, but my thought goes back to she, she was going quite off having sex with the trucker. Yeah, I remember that bit. But what, she, she did that crack- when you were trying to bury a dead body? Well, I think she might be a psychopath if she was getting turned on whilst we are burying a dead body. God, what a point. Um, I think I'd have bigger fish to fry right. there. Yeah, bury that alone. Um, push her in. Devil's <laughs> <laughs> Um I also think Tiffy's just a bit of a loud mouth. Afterwards, I want somebody who's just going to keep shtum, you know? Yeah, you're right. Deb does give off keep shtum vibes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm going with Deb. I'm going with my gut. I'm going with Deb. Okay. Don't let me down, Deb. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I'm with you one hundo. Oh, okay, yeah. thanks. Oh, my God. Um, speaking of one hundo. Yeah. If you haven't picked up on the fact that that might be my catchphrase, well done to you. Mm. But my sister, who's currently in Canada... Oh, yeah. Has, start, has been using it over there. because mm. of listen, Not because of chatting to me, but because of listening to the podcast, which <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise I said it so much until she said she pointed it out. She has started saying it, and then someone else there has started saying it. Oh, and I love that. someone else then heard my sister say it and was like, she got it from you. So my sister told me the other day, she was like, Jess, you've infiltrated Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like a virus. <laughs> And I was very pleased with that. Now I'm quite pleased with that. Canadians, you're welcome. <laughs> One hand out. One hand out. Okay, enough of the fun and games. Yes. Blue Monday, down to it business. Is. It's all about seriousness. Have you brought... <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Have you brought us a feel-good record? I have. Good, because um, that is what we planned. Do you know what? It's left of a feel-good reco. It's more of a life-affirming reco, which... Oh, okay. You know, on Blue yeah. Monday, you might just need to be reminded of the small things in life that you're quite appreciative of you know like the daily day things yeah 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 so over christmas i read mitch album's new book the stranger in the lifeboat um i've read a few of his books before tuesdays with maury the five people you meet in heaven and the next person you meet in heaven and when i uploaded my review i cannot tell you how many comments we got on the review of people just saying have you read this book or oh my god this book is my absolute fave so he is 100% one of those go-to authors that I just think you'd be hard pushed to find somebody who just doesn't get on with his style of writing Mm. um, because it is just yeah as I say quite life-affirming and The Stranger in the Lifeboat is oh my god it was just brilliant so it's set it's about this He's like the richest man in the world or someone. Think of someone like Elon Musk, right? Right. And he's got so much money, he doesn't know what to do with it. He builds this big yacht boat. And he invites the like most richest, most famous, influential people in the world to join him on this boat. So like presidents, ex-presidents, celebrities, um, tech entrepreneurs, everyone who's anyone is on this boat. And it, they're in the middle of an the ocean and the boat explodes and everybody on the boat is presumed dead and there are no survivors found it's pretty bleak i know stay with me here (laughs) um and no one on like back on mainland can find what happened to the boat or what happened to every anybody on it um however 
There are, I think it's six survivors, I forget, but six people survived the explosion and amidst all the wreckage, there is a lifeboat. So they collect whatever food, whatever water they can find and they all stay on this lifeboat. And they're at sea for about three days and the water's almost run out, the food's almost run out and they see this man floating in the water and they pull him in, bring him on the boat. And I think one of the characters says, like, thank the Lord we found you. And his response is, I am the Lord. And this man claims to be God. Oh. I know. Didn't see that coming. Did you? Um, so he says he's God. And everyone on the boat is like, well, like, you know, laughing and actually just getting a bit angry at him. Like, or may- thinking maybe he's um, hallucinating because he's been at sea this whole yeah. time. Um But, and everyone says, like, well, if you're God, like, get us out of this mess. And he responds just by saying, well, I can only save you all if you really believe in me. So it's all about the the strangers on this boat and their journey to, their experience with confronting somebody who claims to be God. And they've all got their own backstories of whether they believe in God or not. And... It sort of has this sort of, um, dual tri- timeline where it goes from the experience on the boat to the experience back on mainland set one year in the future where everyone is just presumed dead but um, their lifeboat washes to shore uh-huh. and they start a new police investigation to see if anybody did actually survive. Um, and it's just, honestly, it was phenomenal. It was just one of those books where... Like, whether you believe in God or not is kind of irrelevant to this, to reading this book. It's, because it just makes you think, like, what would you do in a situation like this? And in, and somebody's telling you that they're God and you're stuck at sea with no food or water. And How many pages is it? I feel like it must be, like, 900. No, it's, like, 300 pages. Jeez. Yeah, really short and snappy ca- chapters. And the ending was just so, so beautiful and obviously not going to give it away. But you're just left questioning as the reader, like, who is this guy who claims to be God? Who are these people on the boat? You've got a mix of people on the boat. Some were, like, the help on the boat, like the cleaners and the um, support staff. And some are, like, one of them is, like, an Olympic gold medalist and another person... I don't know, um, set up the most successful um, news programme in the UK and things like that. So you've got like status, you don't know who to trust. And the more and more time they spend at sea, the more frustrated, short-tempered they start to get. And some of them obviously start to get quite ill because they haven't eaten or drunk in however many days. So I just, yeah, it was just so brilliant. And if you've not read a Mitch album book before then I'd say this is a really good place to start to just get a feel for the kind of topics that he writes about he talks about God a lot he talks about heaven a lot this is the only book where he's set it to my knowledge on like in about God and your relationship with God on earth right really good Interesting. I mean, that because you've read what you listed like four books of his that you'd already read, and mm. then this 
It's actually the the most recent book you've read, but that would be a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. They can all be just taken on their own. Tuesdays with Maury is beautiful. That's Um, non-fiction, right? It's non-fiction. It's his own experience with his university professor um, who was dying and he is like his conversations with him and the five people you meet in heaven is just oh my god so so beautiful um i feel like i need to read these yeah five people you meet in heaven is all set around like this carnival and a little girl dies at this carnival it's okay and then it's the five people you meet after you die Um, And they're the five people who made the most impact on your life. And it's when this little girl dies, it's like the five people she meets in heaven. And then it's set in a carnival and there's like one person she meets and then you like experience their death and then the five people that they met in heaven. So it could be like their wife or like a stranger who just made a really small act stranger in a lifeboat <laughs> there's a theme here um so yeah they're very philosophical and touch on very broad topics of life and the purpose of life and i just think a really good january read i read it at the start of january well actually towards the end of christmas and start of the year and loved it very uplifting okay very life affirming yeah good reco how about you? Mine is very different to yours. <laughs> I actually really struggled with this because I feel like most of what I talk about on this podcast is a feel-good read. So I really struggled. Um, while I'm on that, we quite often get DMs from people being like, oh my God, I've bought such and such from listening to your podcast. Yeah. And I'm distraught that no one has DM'd us to tell me <laughs> that they read the funny thing about Norman Foreman. We've had a couple, no? Your no. sister read it from that episode. That's different. That's my sister. This is the same Canadian sister. She's I think, not Canadian. I think <laughs> she's, not Canadian. she's in Canada. It feels like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, not enough people have read it. It's frigging gorgeous. Quick recap. This isn't my reco, but I just need more people to read yeah. it. And let us know if you do. Yeah, I need, I clearly let need it. Know. Yeah, yeah, I need she that. needs the affirmation. Um, a little boy's best friend who they were a little comedy duo and they were planning to take Edinburgh Fringe when they were old enough. They had a five-year plan to get there. His friend dies. And so Norman Foreman is like, I'm just going to take Edinburgh Fringe by myself. And his mum, who like so believes in him, gets him there. They meet an old man called Leonard who helps them to get there. And along the way, he's also trying to like find who his father is and they meet all these potential father figures along the way. And Jesus Christ, it is so uplifting (laughs) and lovely and funny and I just don't see how anyone could not enjoy this book. So just do yourself a favour and go and read it. Anyway, not my reco for this episode. But I love, <laughs> I'm very impressed with how quickly you were able to rattle because off I love, what the Because I is. love it. I, I get that you love it. And actually, when I thought, oh, we're doing this Blue Monday reco, the immediate thought of the book that I thought would spring to your mind was... Norman Foreman. Yeah, I mean, it's it does the job, but obviously yeah. I've already recorded it, so I'm, it's not my record, but also read it. It's my record for life. Okay, my one for this episode. Hit me. I sort of went back through the archive and was like, what have I read that like made me feel good? Yeah. Well, like put me in a good mood. And I haven't talked about this one before, so I was like, okay, let's, let's dive into this. And it's um, Frankly in Love by yes. David Yoon. 
Oh, yeah. And he... It's a YA. It's a romance. And so already, like, you kind of get the vibe that's probably going to be feel good. A YA romance, love that. Yeah. And this is about... Um, he is called Frank Lee. And his Korean... Oh. Yeah, L-I is his surname. And his Korean parents will disown him unless he dates a Korean girl. But then Frank falls for a white girl in his like little calculus group. Mm. So he makes a pact with a family friend who's called Joy. Um, and her parents have the same expectations. So they're like, look, let's just fake date. We've both got these other boyfriends slash girlfriends. We love a fake love story. We love a fake date. And so they're like, let's just fake date and like yeah. see it through. Um, I feel like it's quite guessable where it's going to go, but I'm not going to say it. You can read it and find out for yourself. But it ultimately kind of ends up with Frank questioning whether he can truly understand love at all. And, the, I mean, if you read the blurb on the back of the book, it lies. It's a <laughs> massive lie. It's one of those blurbs that makes me angry. So annoying. Don't read it. Don't read the blurb, read the book. Um, listen to this. That's the only blurb you need. Yeah. I mean, even then, I haven't delved into loads okay, of it. Okay, fine. Um, Would it be a spoiler if you did? Potentially. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's such an easy read. Like I, oh, I read it in a day. I know I always say that. Um, but Frank, um, I pulled out a quote that I, I put in my review at the time and it's oh, yeah. still like something I think about. And Frank says, I'm not Korean enough. I'm not white enough to be fully American. And like, there's a point in the book where he references to like K-pop for example, or like yeah. K barbecue. It's like, why can't it just be barbecue? Yeah. Why does it have to be like K yeah, for Korean? Agreed. And it talks a lot about race and nationalities and like your upbringing and traditions. Yeah. Really modern. And um, I, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but I, I, oh, Q, his best friend called Q. They have such a good friendship. Like they call each other old chap or something like that. And I so enjoyed it. Q is definitely my favorite character. And yeah, I mean, if you aren't a lover of YAL romance, read Lauren's Recco. If you are and you haven't read this, like it's such a must read. It's so, so good. Like it's, it's, it's underrated in my opinion. I like that. And I think it's, um, a good example of it's, it's kind of like a coming of age story you know i love a coming of age story you do um, and jess that's a male author oh shit mm. maybe i should choose that over story <laughs> um but yeah he's great he's married to um natasha yoon who wrote the sun is also a star i knew i recognized yeah. that last yeah. name what, oh my god what a what power couple, couple. <laughs> <laughs> of ya authors that's amazing. Yeah, so great. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be my feel-good record. I like that. I yeah. like that we've also gone for two very different angles very on the same different. topic. So you, regardless of what camp you fall in, there's probably something that you can work with. Yeah, we have such similar reading tastes in so many ways, and then some points are just so we different. We go really rogue, don't yeah. we, from each other. Love that. Yeah, me too. We've teamed up with Books That Matter, the feminist book subscription box service, to give our listeners a chance to receive their January box, which is an exclusive collaboration curated with Ai Wei and Jamila Jamil. It contains a copy of You Exist Too Much by Zona Arafat, which has been on our radar for so long, and of course, 
course it comes with some goodies like information artwork, a Miss Pottery fizz float and a note from Jamila Jamil herself. There are two ways to enter if like me you listen on an Apple podcast and subscribe, leave a rating and review and use your Instagram handle as your nickname on the review. Or if like me you listen to Spotify or anywhere else then follow the podcast on that platform and share a screenshot on your Instagram story tagging at the book record so we can count your entries that way. Entries for the January box are closed on Monday the 24th of January and the winner will be announced on our Instagram on Wednesday the 26th of January. If you're listening to this at a later date then don't worry it's a monthly competition so still enter and we'll count your entry towards whatever box it is at the time. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.